I mean, I used to tell myself stories in my head, obviously all the time. I used to spend a really like a lot of time with my eyes closed in bed under the blankets, laying on a bed away somewhere, just like thinking, seeing things, going other places. From the Institute for Creative Arts at the University of Cape Town, this is the ICA podcast, where we interview South African artists and curators who perform or curate live interdisciplinary works. I'm Nkhopileng Muloye, host of the season three of the ICA podcast, and you are listening to episode three, featuring cultural worker, Gondiswa James and her 2022 performance, We Are Everywhere. Venus in Two Acts, an essay written by Saidia Hartman, describes her process of engaging with the archive of slavery as it involves the jetsam of black life, especially black girl life scattered across the Atlantic. The Black Hunters Project fails. We the landscape. We Are Everywhere feathers James' research which experiments with socio-political functions of public art interventions. The work suggests that these actions are temporary ruptures which create invisible insurrections in the context of hyper-surveillance. Taking the format of a performance lecture, merged with tools such as the procession and the soapbox as a platform to raise concerns. We Are Everywhere interrogates invisibility through acts of witnessing, reflection, and disruption. The figures of the busker and the tragic clown as people who occupy and wander through the streets appear in this performance. The work begins at the company's garden in Cape Town, a park and heritage site located in the city centre, and moves towards the Lowell Theatre at the University of Cape Town's hidden campus. In today's episode, we step into Gondiswa James' world and consider ideas and actions explored publicly and how these can mobilise towards transgression. In a particular context, my name means, I think, a miracle or the manifestation of understanding as a miracle, I guess. Mm. But it comes from a very particular kind of context. So at home, there is a church group <laughs> that we were a part of when I was younger called Kwamem and Kwamem Abantu Babalisa Mikondiso. Um, and Imikondiso are basically stories about how God has moved in your life. And it's supposed to be like kind of praise. And so it comes from that. My idea of a cultural worker is a person that um, uses art to Culture, creativity, 
that we don't share the same kind of work. So you describe yourself in your bio as a cultural worker, Mm -hmm. which I think is something quite particular. Can you maybe explain to us why that is? What is a cultural worker and why have you chosen that identity for yourself? Mm. Well, I think uh, cultural worker for me firstly because to align myself with something, with work in a particular kind of way, and to name the thing that I do that is work that places me in the system of capitalism in a particular way as a worker. And it being like a distinction, I would say, from maybe like an artist or a creative or a... Although, I mean, sometimes I will slip, of course, and whatever call or accept being called these things but as distinct from that in that what is an artist or a creative or whatever if not a worker or someone who works and just to make that clear I think from the onset that I'm not someone who I don't know is touched by God with a gift and then you know creates (laughs) poeticizes it's I don't think it's it's all that it's how I make my living it's a very precarious space of work it is an industry and that's part of the critique of work I think and that I am also under the thumb of capitalism in in this way like other workers like other people. So the performance that you did at uh, ICA, Live Art Festival, was called um, We Are Everywhere. And I was wondering who the we is, because that's also the name of kind of the project um, as you would find it online. We are everywhere.co.za. So who is this we? Yeah, so for me, we is a collective of people who work. It's workers. I mean, workers as opposed to owners. So understanding that some workers are unemployed workers, right? Or workers out of commission, whether because the society has put that on them or because there are no jobs or because people make choices or, you know. But that there is like a mass of a working so-called class, people who, who do what might seem like menial but real real rough work of upholding, of uplifting. People who find ways in the cracks, crevices, who hustle there also, mm-hmm. and work. Audiences are gathered in Company's garden on a windy Saturday afternoon. This richly historical site located in Cape Town city centre remains a site of contestation riddled with vestiges of colonial violence, particularly in the form of colonial monuments and statues. James and the two performers walk down the gardens and choose a place on the path on which to bask. 
They unpack a large checkered tote bag known as a refugee bag or Ghana's go bag, which is often used by migrants across Africa and other parts of the world. The three performers described by the artist as Abavugeli lay out a large multicolored flag to sit on. Abavugeli are key figures that gesture towards temporary forms of insurrection, one of which is busking. One of the figures holds a cardboard sign reading we are everywhere. And once they're all positioned, audiences can hear James' voice on a Bluetooth speaker reading excerpts from her master's dissertation titled I am also here. Invisible insurrections in temporary autonomous zones, a haunting. In the context of the present-day Cape Town, where the visibility of workers' lives and experiences is in fact... Why did the performance start at Companies' Gardens? Um, I would say, I mean, it might have started somewhere else, but I wanted it to start outside of campus. Yeah, I wanted it to start outside of campus. Uh, because it was important. I mean, the the we are everywhere is like a performative explication of some of the the theoretical concepts and how they found themselves as public interventions through last year. So it was public interventions, not interventions in school. So it was important to be like my my practices in the public and a public that goes beyond the institution. And it's also a practice of movement, like marching, that asks of the audience to move together from one place to another place. I've done a lot of work in between that space, so I've got, I've got a relationship with Companies Garden, I've got a relationship with, with the streets in Cape Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I needed to get to the street and not stay on campus. Mm-hmm. And the thing that was kind of interesting for me, I mean, I, I imagine it as an image um, where there are these three figures who are holding these signs or the sign, and then there is like a small gathering of people who are walking behind them. If you just see that image, it might look like these people are collecting around this this message. So implicating people in that way as well, because the the figures, the one and the many figures who are installed in the image are Abavugeli, who it's essentially just, the literal translation is like rebels kind of thing. Like um, people who rise up, people who rebel. But the word itself is more about like revolt. Mm. Um, So being like, yeah, there are these three people in the front and you're moving with them and you've seen the message that you're holding and you're hearing what's being spoken about and you're somehow a part of this thing, right? Abavugeli. To resist forgetting, indeed, erasure, the research is an intervention on memory being made, especially concentrated on present histories. James uses specific objects as a thread that runs through the performance. A large multicolored flag creates that function as a soapbox, a large Ganamasco tote bag, a megaphone, a road sign, and a cardboard sign reading, We Are Everywhere. These objects appear at the beginning of the performance as well as later in the Lil Theater as part of the stage setting. These objects are objects that I've been working with for years. And sometimes they show up in my theater works and sometimes they show up in on the streets, sometimes together, sometimes separate, sometimes one, sometimes three, sometimes five. 
and most of these objects are about me <laughs> essentially in a sense like things that I care about so for example the the rainbow flag we laid it on the floor and it was interesting that it was the foundation that it was the ground and it's beautiful also like the color like it's just so beautiful and it's a special one my friend gifted it to me and they've also been traveling with that have sweated on it and we've done interventions together with like you know groups of political bodies like with this flag and then there was the sign the road sign says kumbu and tata one way i'm from kumbu and that's a very particular place it's at the t junction kutsolo in south africa people are most likely to know that it's rural rural <laughs> yeah that it's a village um and then people who know exactly where people from the eastern cape know where it is so that also becomes important i'm from there i carry it with me all the time everywhere and those stories and those people which are inherently political they you know um so that sign is all of that all of those stories in the same way that the flag is all of and all of those but also understanding that you can't you don't also want to diminutize right and be like this flag can mean everything about queer existence ever and this road sign can mean everything about rural life and rural struggle within a context of in the south african but anyway one one says i think if people see this they can associate it with something like this is an assertion of the archive as a haunting that is the archive in the present the present history or memory being made the counter narrative which is part and of the then there was the crates the crates crates are like a a utilitarian object right that we can just flip it we can do whatever it's a portheater object right you can flip it you can stand on it it's a podium you can flip it you can sit on it it's a chair you can sit inside it it becomes something else the image changes um so there's something about the crate the physical object of the crate and how much it can transform but definitely crates as objects of work with things that are shipped from place to place and somehow what it means for these workers to be cargo also in a sense and then there's the crater's a soapbox like um because this whole thing emerges also from an interest around basking and the ways in which people are basking all the time if you park uh, at, at the red light and people come with signs and they ask you for and people also come vendors they come and they literally sell stuff at your thing so i was thinking of all performances of work or all all labor done in public right as 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 basking performances of labor it's yeah and i also stand on the uh, soap on the crate as a soapbox uh, towards the end of the we are everywhere um so there's so so that the, the crate is a as a tour usable a usable object pointing in the state in which that which is not there that which is past or lost or missing or simply not clearly visible manifests as a seething presence in another time then there's the the gonamus go bag it, it It's something that we all I think associate with um that I at least associate with movement and migration and so we had these bags uh, at home from I mean I always saw them my parents my grandmother and my mother would go to Durban and go buy stuff because they had a little shop go buy stuff load them up in the thing and then come back in buses where other people would also have I mean people still do this to this day the vendors that we're just talking about like um hookers people who are moving from places people have to move quickly i mean i spoke a little bit about like the xenophobic or afrophobic violence kind of the self-internalized hatred of of 
South Africans um, us. So a way also to invite that politic that we are all people who move. We have all always been implicated in migration and as migrant labor. So to, to bring this bag as a reminder, and also that if you recognize that this bag, you are also here. Here I note eerie relations with the recent Phoenix massacre of working class people in Durban, which becomes relevant in relation to Hartman's assertion that it is much too late for the accounts of death to prevent other deaths. And it is much too early for such things of death to help other crimes. But in the meantime, how do we how do we make academic shit not just interesting, I, I don't know if you can, but how do, like completely accessible? And there's something about street performance, I think, like bringing this like kind of tool of, okay, people can maybe hear a sentence and they can mull. Someone walking down to the station can hear a word and mull over that word. Maybe it's a word that sounds interesting in their mouths. Maybe it does something to them, right? And to kind of try and ghost bust this thing about, about the academy and academia and the inaccessibility of it and the inaccessibility of language. And that, yes, sure, sometimes we write in very inaccessible ways, sure, but are there ways that we can be playful with it, that we can throw it away, that can call people in? My research is interested in remembering what or rather who is being made absent. Abba Vugeli continued to make small shifts in their postures, from sitting to standing to kneeling. Apart from these small measured movements, the performers are relatively still. There's an air of anticipation. I'm interested in this thing, image, and a moving image, a softly moving, slowly softly moving image, and also being interested in this thing of like memorial, memorial culture, museum culture, monuments, trying to think about ways of engaging or disrupting or talking back, and if we were to destroy all of the memorials and monuments that we feel collectively feel like this is not useful to us, yeah? What could be a practice of memorializing? Let's say we want to put something on a soapbox, right? We want to raise an issue or we want to remember something. Is there a way to do that without, you know, carving it into fucking stone? <laughs> so this image is not permanent, right? But it is, there are images that c could be images of memorial, whatever that means to people, which for a time are like monuments and memorials, lifted up and out of time and asked to be engaged with. I'm also playing with the assertion of the archive. James' recitation of her research paper is played on a loop. She and the two Abavugeli slowly begin packing their objects and begin to walk up the narrow path towards hidden campus. Audiences follow over the continued sound of James reading on the speaker. We need to move the audience from one place to another place because the one part happens inside and the other part happens happened outside of what happens inside then um yeah then we go inside when we move inside we step into the same tableau as we had been outside the above the stage is scattered with various articles two chairs and a table fragments of cardboard signage on the floor 
full and empty water bottles, crates and racks of clothes, with a projection screen toward the back of the stage. Throughout the performance, the lighting remains muted. There's a sense of being both inside where one might find domestic objects such as furniture and at the same time being outside in public space where countless objects are littered everywhere. And there's, a, yeah, there's an image that's projected onto a wall and it's the start of a video called Thrashing. And once the audience is in, then the video starts to play. We woke up to it tomorrow day. A morning on the battlefield. We had thought we understood the landscape. Creeping quiet of the city is predator. Something was stalking in the distance and us shrouding predictions while at the center of the field. There is a sign. It is a Thursday at midnight and the call sounds for us to And outside we've been holding like a, a placard and inside the placard changes and it becomes the placard that we see in the video which says we refuse to die hands up or with our legs open which is a Kolega Putuma quote from a poem of hers there's called Memoirs of a Slave and Queer Person, which I think is apt. The army declares war on our society in the wake of the violence is the first day of death. The people are told to panic attack by the machine of governments to stay behind the cast spell of the rainbow. So thrashing is... It's a work that was shot in a s- scrapyard in Kailicha and at the Mowbray taxi rank. And th- at that time, George Floyd had just died, had been murdered, and Collins Causa had been murdered, and both by states, by the respective states. And I was not trying to conflate these two things, just trying to draw a coll- correlation and just a bridge of solidarity and just to remember that we are everywhere. And the video also shows clips from Markana um, when when the miners were getting shot on, on that hill. And again, to, to take us back to what the South African police and what the army in South Africa does when it is commanded by its commander, which is Cyril. And so for me, it begins even with the shooting of the people at Markana to bring us to this thing that happened in 2012, right? It was a long one in a long line of things that had happened, but also it was a moment that restarted something. And we cannot forget that this man who is our president also was completely implicated in what happened to those miners in Madagana. It's a matter which I do not want to comment on precisely because it is a matter which is still under investigation. And in terms of the court, in fact, it is a subjudicate matter. The comment says maybe it's because the people and that. So even when the when the video begins, the body is laying on the floor. And I mean, if I'd sent you the the treatment of it beforehand, it's like um, the body is just laying on the floor. Maybe it's breathing. Maybe it's not. It's unclear whether the body is dead or alive. And then it starts to move and it starts to thrash. And it's the body and in, in the moment of its dying looking back at itself trying to get back at itself trying to and it's just thrashing it's as the soul is leaving there's a the last whatever of resistance that happens so that was the exploration of that like and what it means to thrash to be something on the ground and to be unable to get off the ground and all you can do is just 
flail. And standing there with the text, um, I refuse to die with my hands up or with my legs open. Round about that time as well. I mean, we know the specter of queer death, like here. In, in South Africa, but also, you know, globally. So also to stand in, in particular spaces which are considered red zones for, say, queer people. And again, to be like, if anybody recognizes any of this, I'm also here. And in it also, there's a text that I delivered, I'd written something which was about waking up in Corona pretty much and Cyril all of a sudden making these decrees and like all of a sudden we're in level of disaster. These are some of the things that happen. Interim camps for the homeless is trying to take the people in the with tear gas and grenades after demanding to be let out. Eviction of the people in Makaza is despite the moratorium. The army beats them to death for the people. The people with trucks carrying food one of the short clips that are interjected in, in, in the short form, um, which is that like people, street-based people were built a camp which looked like a concentration camp in, in plastic uh, on the outskirts of the city and literally like just taken there, trucked there, like put in the backs of vans and just trucked there. So like friends, we, we try to do some work towards intervening and that thrashing was also like a way of trying to find ways of intervening. And I don't think it was a real tangible material way of, I mean, it didn't feel like enough, but it was something that I could do to try and and to capture in, in that instance, like what was happening in our community and try to send it out to be like, this is what's happening here. It's all fucked up, like a signal from the dead zone. Um, yeah, so that's thrashing. The character of the tragic clown is prepared on stage by James' assistants. They paint her face into a white mask with exaggerated eyebrows and a large frown. The clown is dressed in loose-fitting clothes, khaki pants, a large red jacket and a woolly hat. As a person who wanders the streets, the tragic clown observes what goes on around them, the socio-political conditions that make up daily life. Never mind making law for us, you make war for us. Never mind your so-called charge of us, how you violence us. Never mind your policing us, you really don't know us. We don't this felt more we like protest, like you actually kind of, you have a message and you're like delivering it and you're speaking, like standing on the soapbox as you said. Um, can you take us through that part of the performance? So, um, the Tuaba Vugeli helping to dress or to put on this tragic clown, which is a, it's a tragic mask kind of thing, but it's painted on white, white face mask and then black kind of lipstick. And the tragic clown is also I imagine the tragic clown to be a person who lives on the street. We believe in just us. We don't believe your The verse is like conceived as a battle rap against the system. So it's like Abavugeli versus um the state, the system. So then I try to deliver this this text. And that rap kind of expresses the we are everywhere and who we are, essentially. The dreamers and the delinquents and the fighters and the people despairing and the homeless and the addicts and the healers and the sex workers and machines. Homeless, healers, the addicts in your hair, kids, comrades all communing in despair. We are sex without gender, love without hope. 
found out the state and homes of the globe spitting slave music spoken in code. I'm really interested in this tragic clown thing, the, the, the basker. So for me, the, the, the basker is all, all of these other workers who show up. But like the real iteration of myself as the basker, like I'm most myself when I am the tragic clown. It feels to me like the tragic clown is a developing alter ego of all my tragedy and actually what, what I am, the depth, of, the depth of tragedy. And then to literally put it on my face, to plaster it on my face as tragedy and to weep and to give myself the permission. Um, but again, to do the work of being like, the academy, you guys are not like it. We need to look out and in different ways of looking out. And that like, we come and we term things and we name things and we think that we're discovering things, even, but, but we're, we're not, we're simply not. Um, this stuff that we go into universities and talk about and reflect on or go into rooms and make work on, it's because we see it and we live in it in the world. And to keep, coming back to that and that the yeah the intellectual capability of the university is actually puny compared to the world um yeah so to also try to do that work of reminding of reminding yeah. us here now is our struggle and we're taking it back above gaily and the people we live through the cracks thoroughly ransacked above gaily are the people and these are the facts You conjure a nightmare of people fighting back. So, yeah, the Abu then, like, I mean, in the middle of the rap, pour gravel onto the floor. I was trying to find a way to, again, bring the outside inside. Yeah? So if I brought the lecture onto the street using the speaker and the kind of recorded bit of the dissertation, then bringing the gravel, and also because at this point the tragic clown is speaking, and I was interested in, in seeing first the tragic clown as your lecturer, and then as the image completes itself and the gravel completely fills the floor, you see the tragic clown in context. Without fear, without hope, faithlessly rogue, but I think that the, like I'm so I feel I'm so ready to experiment and explore this tragic clown. But I think that they we are not ready yet. But that all that it's it's a very long exploration. Like it's a very like it's an exploration of like three to five years kind of thing. And that I, I can't be presumptuous about. So I want to be a rapper, but I think that the rapper is the tragic clown. Right, and I keep trying to put the, the the cart in front of the horse in front of the so I'm rapping before I'm I'm ready to rap. Um, so when I mean like some things were unsuccessful, or we were young, I feel like the whole performance was very young, or the whole lecture was very very young. There are things that I'm definitely interested in: the thing of procession, monuments, the image work, the thing of the video and the image which then becomes animated and how they can play with each other in a sense. I'm also interested in the cacophony of voices. So like the last thing that happened in the in the pieces that eventually then Abavogeli joined the tragic clown and then they all sit and they all kind of read in syncopated whispers the dissertation which is again playing over speakers. So that last part for me felt so special and like 
like an act of solidarity, this thing that you're doing collectively and, you know, yeah. I think definitely it was also a moment to, I really wanted it because there's moments, the, especially the tragic clown moment or where they prepare the tragic clown and then I become the tragic clown. It feels like, oh, there's been a chorus or an ensemble, a we in a particular sense, and then all of a sudden there's something that looks like it might be a leader, a band leader. So again, to to try and neutralize that again um, and to try and come back to the collective. There is always an individual. You are always an individual in the collective and we can't run away from that. I think like for a very long time I tried to run away from that. Um, but it's not possible. So we actually do have to keep practicing as individuals to stand up, to, to be moved and to act first. Um, so yeah, it becomes important, that thing for me. Yeah. The leader, and then the leader comes back to the collective as well, because the leader is called, or not the leader, but the the individual is called to humble themselves as well, and to understand that this is a moment of solidarity. This is not a moment about so and so, you know. It's not about Ubondi, so It's about all of us. Yeah, it's about all of us, and that thing of the voices, the many voices, and that sense that we, 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 we. Um, yeah. So even in feeling that we as an impossibility still really struggling towards it and still calling out to the void is anyone else out there The ICA podcast is a production of the Institute for Creative Arts at the University of Cape Town. It is hosted by me, Nkhopuleng Muloi, and produced and edited by Catherine Bull. Music in this episode features Turning to You by Blue Dot Sessions. Additional sounds and music are from Kondisa James' 2022 ICA Live Art Festival performance of We Are Everywhere.